Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we shout our questionable expertise into the yawning void of the internet. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Back to basics. Yep, we're breaking it on down. Oh wait, no, we did that a couple weeks ago. We're doing a different random word this week. <laughs> breaking, breaking two. <clears throat> did we ever explain the premise of this new version? Yes. <laughs> okay, I just, I had a weird, um panic moment a couple of days ago where I'm like, every episode we are just like, okay, now let's bring up the wiki how and look up a random word and blah, blah, blah. But like, I was worried that we didn't explain what we were actually doing. So. I think people get the gist of it though, right? It's pretty understandable. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think you gotta lead them down that path at least once. I don't think <laughs> they care. I think they just want to listen to us gab. I think that that's the that attitude is the reason why only six people listen to this <laughs> show. It's the same. I was going to say it's the same <laughs> attitude that got me uh, through two hundred episodes of Creepypasta. So, uh huh. But at least then you were doing something that somebody wanted to hear. Yeah, that's true. Oh, a lot of people really didn't though. They were like, "Why aren't you just reading the stories?" What a wild thing to want. Yeah, that really. is, there's a thousand of those podcasts. I said at the beginning of every episode, like, we don't read the stories, we review them. <laughs> it was yeah. it was like the pre-taped college show. I had yes. to keep uh. explaining it. <laughs> Hold on, though, but if you say there's thousands of them, if your premise was just reading someone else's work out loud for your podcast, couldn't they be like, hey, how dare you do this? Take this down immediately. Also, yeah, they the could. Co- <laughs> the concept of a show that's just reviews is not new. This is like if you called it a Siskel and Ebert, like, hey, stop talking, just play the movie. <laughs> what? what? Uh, I bet people did that to them. Oh, I bet that happened. That's so dumb. Why are you yeah. spoiling the movie, Ebert? <laughs> yeah. R- Roper. Yep, Roper. That was the second guy, right? After, yep, feel- after Siskel kicked it. Yeah, I don't like Roper one bit, because I remember, I always talk about this, but he was on Late Night with Conan O'Brien, so a million years ago when that show was on. He came on, he was still pretty new, and he talked about how much he hates the Muppets, Ugh. and he was like, smiling and like, looking to the audience the whole time, like, come on, everyone's gonna clap and cheer when I say I hate the Muppets, right? Like, fucking why? <laughs> why would people like you for that, Richard? Yeah. I mean, look, pe- loves the Muppets. <laughs> people yeah. love hot takes, but the Muppets is is not the place to start. I think that if you... I think there are good hot takes that people would applaud for the Muppets, like the fact that Kermit is the bad guy in the Muppet movies. Yeah! (laughs) But people do love the Muppets, because the Muppets are beloved. I mean, I genuinely think that anyone doing a hot take that's just like, this thing that you like is bad, Mm. is probably not a great thing to say. Yeah, you (laughs) You don't need to. You need to be very entertaining, and hone in on a certain thing about it, which is bad, in a way that the people who like it are like, you know what, I agree with you about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's you got me there, careful. Chief, but I still love it. Yeah. <laughs> that is the attitude you want people who like it to have coming away. <laughs> if you're watching a talk show, you're already primed to like the Muppets, because pretty much every Muppet thing has been a talk show. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure the Muppets invented talk shows, right? They were <laughs> yeah, like probably. the first one. You need to be behind a desk so no one can see that there's a guy under the, under the mm-hmm. desk. Johnny Carson yep. was a Muppet. Yeah, it's true. Oh man, I just had chills thinking about a talk <laughs> show where someone doesn't sit behind a desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine fucking like Jay Leno just sitting on a stool interviewing someone? <laughs> this is what all the daytime ones were like, like uh, Donahue and shit. 
Oh yeah, yeah I guess. like uh, Michael and Kelly. Yeah, I yeah, hate it. Th- those are terrible. They just sit on stools in front of a brightly lit window and talk about breakfast. Oh, I hate that so much. It is so hard to sit on a stool the whole time. Your body is like, all right, keep it together because in any direction we could just fall right onto the floor. Yeah. I mean, is that what people like about it? We want to see Kelly Ripa tortured on television. <laughs> Bloopers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. uh, Louisa, you're doing the thing you just said you shouldn't do where you say something that people like is bad without any qualification. Um, I think everyone should get to sit in comfy armchairs to be on shows. That is true. Mm. Like, although, the nice. The, the spinny chairs. Oh. Now we're getting into, like, Ellen DeGeneres territory, which is maybe the grossest show on television, right? We all agree? Mm, grossest. <clears throat> I explain. It's certainly the least pleasant. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Like, it's so exploitative of the generally good nature of, like, middle-class moms. <laughs> I haven't seen it in years. Last thing I saw was uh, Bruno Mars doing a number on it, and mm-hmm. uh, it seemed like people were just dancing and having fun, right? Uh, I think yeah, the issue but- is that it's a dancing and having fun show, but uh, Ellen DeGeneres is a maniacal tyrant. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I mean, Ellen DeGeneres is a horrible person, and the fact that her show is all about, like, Hi, moms! Aren't I a great person? Like... Yeah. Oh god, it makes me so angry. <laughs> you could you could forgive Letterman because his whole character is being a scumbag. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I mean, we as a culture forgave him. We gave him another show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean, I we've definitely talked about this before, but it's wild to me that every comedian that I respect and think is like a good creative person all idolizes David Letterman, even though I hate everything about David Letterman. His whole th- thing, his whole persona, his whole attitude of comedy absolutely infuriates me. Yeah. I've talked about this before, but being exactly the age I am, I've talked to other women my age. Men our age, and slightly older, fucking love David Letterman. Like, he's the most uh, amazing comedic genius of our entire lifetimes. And we've never understood it. And I never will understand it. Is he the Three Stooges of your generation? Maybe. That'd be true. The Three Stooges are funny, though. They're not. No, they're (laughs) They're not. They're not. Is this like you say you love professional wrestling just so that you can... Get me to disagree and then yell at me because I I'm not falling for this again. <laughs> yeah, I'm a real Robert Roper. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna walk into an anime convention and just start screaming about how Hello Kitty isn't cute. I mean that is true. Hello Kitty is a lot like Ellen DeGeneres, where she wants to manipulate you into thinking she's cute, but she's evil. <laughs> Hello Kitty's very cute. You're wrong. <laughs> Uh, no, I do like Hello Kitty. I prefer Baddit's Maru. I love that penguin. He's so angry all the time. I like Choco Cat. Oh, so cute. Yep. She has a boyfriend named Dear Daniel? Why did I not know about this? Yeah, why didn't you know that? Yep. Is he a deer? Uh, (laughs) That would be good. I don't think so. Maybe he's related Uh, to Damn Daniel. Do you guys remember when they were like, Hello Kitty isn't a cat? Yes! (laughs) I'm so angry. I will never accept it. Yeah. A girl in a cat suit. Fuck you! Her mother is also in a cat suit sometimes. Fuck off! <laughs> this is nonsense. Yeah, it's well, absolute dookie because <laughs> is everyone around her also in animal costumes? Yeah. That's a wild community she lives in. Uh, Relakuma seems to just be a living bear costume, though. Yeah, that's fine. That angry little bird, the duck, I like that guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, that cartoon is so nice to look at. The cartoon? No, disagree. What? What was, uh, what was the name of that boxy brown guy who had like jagged teeth? Yeah, yeah, he was great. I love him. <laughs> Yeah, I have a pencil case that I keep my 3DS in that's a demo mm. and it's all fluffy. Yeah. yeah. All- I just re- I remember all those pictures of him, like, chasing stuffed animals and stuff, and that was so good. <laughs> yeah. We all remember him because we were on the internet in the early 2000s when he became the first internet meme. No. No, I- Mr. I'm T.A. My Balls sure was the mu- first internet meme. I'm pretty sure the Muppets invented internet memes. <laughs> in a way. Uh, <laughs> can you explain at all? Uh, just like how they invented talk shows. Okay. They oh, memes also. okay, I get it. Uh, yeah. It was a callback to the show, Hack the Net. You remember that show? No. Mm, it's a shame they all died. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, so. Jeff. <laughs> Enough of that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what did you do this week? Very natural transition. Uh, yeah. I've been playing a lot of Cities Skylines on my place, PlayStation 4. On your uh, place? On my PlayStation, the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Um, it Because it came with PlayStation Plus a while ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, my brain feels like it's on fire. What if I just play the SimCity clone? And you know what? Mm. It's exactly what I needed. That's that sounds right. like an Adele lyric. My brain is on fire, so why don't I play a SimCity clone? <laughs> <laughs> Adele's a lot more interesting than I thought. <laughs> yeah, she loves SimCity. Boringly City. talking about her ex-boyfriends. Okay. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, in what way is it different than SimCity, I guess, is the main question I have. Well, I don't remember what regular SimCities are like, but I know Mm. in this one, the main thing is you put down roads, and then next to the roads, there are little, like, empty blocks, and you can zone those empty blocks to be residential, industrial, commercial, etc., and then buildings will start to be built there. That's all exactly SimCity so far. Do you have city plans? who pop up and tell you, hey, motherfucker, give me more money for a sewage treatment plan or you'll regret it. Uh, no, the, the cool thing about it is the way your uh, citizens communicate with you is there's a, like, fake in-game Twitter that, like, tweets will pop up from people who live in oh, your no. city. Oh, I like that. That's fun. Yeah, it's cute. You fall down a spiral where you accidentally say something on the city Twitter when you meant to put it on your personal one. <laughs> there's a huge when you scandal. meant to Google it instead, like Riker's Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, the mayor's uh, canceled I just, for tweeting his, a picture of his balls. <laughs> I just found out I already own City Skyline, so I just hit download so that I can install it and play it later. Uh, okay, so. Can you destroy the city like later SimCities would let you do with aliens or earthquakes and stuff? Yeah, can you summon Godzilla? Uh, I don't think there's any supernatural elements. Um, what? Yeah. Oh, no, just like fighting this games, is, always better. Yeah, this is like Tekken all over again. <laughs> It's the virtual fighter of city builders. Um, yeah. I did destroy my city somewhat accidentally because one of the buildings only unlocked if you had 2,000 abandoned buildings in your city. So I raised, <laughs> I raised taxes until a bunch of people moved out. But oh, then no. <laughs> all the people moved out. Yeah. So I wasn't getting taxes anymore. And I ended up being a million dollars in debt instead of $500,000 uh, above board. <laughs> Mm, God. <laughs> this is the future the Democrats want, am I right, you guys? Uh, it's 
like impossible to rebuild the city at this point. I'm just going to restart a new one. Yeah. Speaking speaking of the future, can you make cool futuristic buildings with like bubble domes and stuff? Uh, I did build a um, <clears throat> rocket built like launching platform, and one of the later buildings you can unlock is a space elevator. Okay, mm, that's pretty uh, good. And a hadron collider you can get in your town. Seems like mm. a bad idea. You don't want that in your town. That's kind of infamous for that, yeah, right? Yeah, not my, not my town. Yes. Wait, why would that be infamous for that? Keep moving along, Hadron Collider. You kind of aren't welcome here. <laughs> I mean, I guess you wouldn't want it in a town because it's a gigantic magnet that would probably fuck up all electronics anywhere near it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the kind of thing people say, oh, we should have one of those in the world. But then if you're like, well, how about in this country? And they're like, uh, no, not us, though. Two particles standing well, at the each end of the Hadron Collider being like, this collider ain't big enough for the both of us. Is that anything? Yep. Cowboys. Nope. Um... Yeah, I guess. I, I wonder how much of it is the Hadron Collider not wanting to be around people, you know? <laughs> I'm Does tired it have of this wants? planet and their problems, and <laughs> it flies yeah. over the space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Teleports to Mars, builds itself a big castle. <laughs> yep. I mean, like, if you're shooting a single proton, like, seven miles, and someone makes a cell phone call next to it, what the fuck happens then? <laughs> you're like, I'm trying to concentrate here, goddammit! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Gotta really juice it. Anyway, so yeah. what do you get for having a large Hadron Collider in your city? Uh, I don't know. I didn't unlock it, so I didn't get that far. Hmm. Is there, like, research trees in this game? Unfortunately, no. I wanted it to be uh. a little more complex, but it's kind of like, um... It's fairly simple, um, mm. weirdly. Um, so as you are bringing up the, like, citizens' happiness, your buildings, uh, if they are there for a while, will start to level up and get, like, better and be able to have more people in them and stuff. Uh, and it seems like your main goals are to raise the land value and the citizen happiness. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. okay. Well, then why was there a goal where you had to get rid of all your people and make them angry so you could get money? I don't know. I think it was just sort of like a stretch goal. Like, uh, uh, if you do this and you'll unlock this big church. <laughs> um, if you move to my town and help make it a utopia, the stretch goal is I'll raise taxes and drive you away. <laughs> I think it was just like, really, I'm just supposed to not knock down the abandoned buildings and keep playing until I have 2,000 of them. Oh, yeah. But I was like, this is going to take too long. I gotcha. <laughs> Uh, I miss so, playing Sim games. I really want to play Roller Coaster Tycoon, which I love so much, but it is not available for Mac. You can get it on the phone now. I don't want to do that. Mm. I want to play on a decent sized screen. Fair. Yep. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I genuinely don't know why anyone buys Macs. Okay. <laughs> We've already had this conversation a million times. Uh, Roller <laughs> yeah, Coaster Tycoon true. is on Switch. Ooh. Yeah, but it'll cost a lot. Like, the Humble Bundle was very cheap, and I was super excited about that, but... I, I say Humble yeah. Bundle, I don't think it was that. I think it was just a Steam thing. It was mm. GOG, wasn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, anyway, I think... It's uh, fine. I think Roller Coaster Tycoon is on GOG for $2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Roller um, Coaster Tycoon 3 complete is $30 on the Switch. Yeah. Of course exactly. it is. That game came out literally 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, well. Got oh, that Switch Nintendo. tax. Yep. Well, so what the did you do this week, in, Matt? 
Yeah, no, I was someone like, was talking that I interrupted with my thing, and then I was like, "Well, I'll just not say anything now, and they'll get back to it." That's fine. <laughs> it's just happen. Jeff said that so angrily, as if it was weird <laughs> that he had to continue the premise. No, of No, I show. was just rushing because I realized it was my turn to talk. <laughs> Uh, I do love how every week I'm like, okay, I'll ask Jeff, and then Jeff will ask Louisa, and then Louisa will ask me, and every week Jeff is the one who forgets who he's supposed to ask. <laughs> that's not true. I've gone last the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way we can save it. I need to remember to never put the ball in Jeff's court ever again. Exactly. Well, it's not like I have anything to talk about, so, you know. Okay, so I, uh, last night, or, well, yesterday during the day, uh, Jen and I took a, a brief trip the second half of this past week up to uh, a cabin in New York as like a little vacation thing. It was very nice, but I don't think anyone is interested in hearing about it because it was just reading books in a cabin. Uh, but when we got back, we were kind of tired, and so we just wanted to hang out and do something. And uh, so we tried out a game that's free on Game Pass now. I don't know if it's available on Switch, but it's called uh, Call of the Sea. Have you guys heard of this game? Yes, I heard that it is, uh, it's, what is it, like an open world mystery type of thing? It's not open world, it's, it's extremely like Mist. Uh, if you, if you've played Mist, it's basically like a prettier, newer version of Mist set in the 1930s, uh, and very much entrenched in the, uh, mythos of like Cthulhu and HP Lovecraft. Um, and you play a woman who has a terminal illness, uh, and your husband has traveled to a mysterious island near Tahiti, where he is looking for a cure that is myth- like, rumored to live there. Mm. Uh, and he go- he and his expedition go missing, and so you need to go and save them. And so you go to this island, and you find out all of the creepy truths behind it. It's really, really good! Uh, mm. it, it's- it's very fun. It, we played through, there are six chapters, we played through four chapters in maybe six hours last night, and it was really great. I was is, surprised how much I liked it. Go on. Is this one, you might not know this, but is this one that uh, Justin McElroy has talked about on the Besties video game podcast? Because it sounds a bit familiar. I think he may have. I don't remember. It okay. may have been one of those, like, uh, like you know, extra mentions kind of things at okay. the end of the episodes. It does sound good, though. I like those type of games. Yeah, it's it's, it's very good. Uh, it's not on Switch yet, but people suspect it will be eventually. Um, but it's on Mac and PC. Uh, and yeah, you can... It, 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 it scratches an itch that I didn't know I still had of those missed kind of games, because there aren't as many around as you would think these days. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I guess because they take a lot of work and they're not flashy enough to get really popular usually. I suppose that's true, but I the thing is, as we were playing it, we were maybe three hours in and Jen said to me, like, every time that we walk around a corner, I'm afraid that, you know, the, the insane doctor is going to jump out and scream at me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, obviously I don't know, but I feel like this game is the kind of game where you never will interact with another living being the entire entire game from beginning to end, and I love that. <laughs> you say you love that, but you don't like Mist. Uh, I like Mist. I felt like the puzzles in Mist were not uh, clear enough, like, what was part of the puzzle and what wasn't. Okay. And I understand that that's kind of the appeal of Mist, but, like, it gets extremely frustrating when you're like, 
I don't know how to solve this puzzle. I'm looking at this puzzle and I don't ha- know how. And then, like, you find out when you look up a guide or whatever that actually the tree that's down the path that you didn't even look at is also part of the puzzle, but there's no indication that that was part of it. Like, yeah. fuck that. That makes me so angry. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I, uh, did you play, sorry, starting this sentence over. Matt, did you play <laughs> The Witness? I did, and I, I liked The Witness, but I didn't like how much it felt like puzzle a puzzle game being shoehorned into a narrative. Mm, yeah. When Harrison Ford had to pretend to be Amish, who's going to believe that? Yeah. <laughs> um. uh, yeah, it was a lot like what if what if every puzzle in Mist was the same puzzle? Yeah, which sucks. <laughs> Especially because that puzzle sucked. Like, I liked the puzzle at the beginning when the rules were fairly uh, easy to understand, but by the time you get to the end and you're like, okay, I have to draw this line, I have to remember that red dots and blue dots can't be in the same sector, but blue dots do have to be in the same sector as yellow dots. Like, <laughs> fuck this, this sucks so bad. Yeah, Sounds like part- complicated Sudoku. A little bit. Uh, which, yeah. you, as you know, is one of my favorite genres of game. <laughs> yes. But, that's, why, that's why you're a big-time uh, escape room guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what I like about games like this and, like, uh, the the VR game I recommended a long time ago, The Room Dark dark Fantasy or whatever it's called, that's like a, an escape room VR uh, thing, yeah. is that so much of it is about... Um, like, the environment you're in, using it as a solution, where, like, there are parts where you find, you come upon a camp, but you can't see anything because the lights are all out, and you have to literally follow the wire back to the generator to figure out what's what's wrong with it, and then solve a puzzle to fix it, and the puzzle is, like, you know, flipping switches and taking out broken fuses and stuff. Like, that kind of shit rules, and is fun, and if you do it, and then that's the only puzzle like that in the whole game, it gives you just enough to excite you, and then you <laughs> want more of it, you know? It's great. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I I have that game, but I um it's it's like a lot to get the VR headset out and have the motivation <laughs> to play a VR game. <laughs> For me, this is going to tell our listeners maybe more than I wish I did about me as a person, but for me the hard part is finding your uh, pants a room- when you're done playing VR. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> no, finding finding a room with enough open space to play VR in without walking into shit because yeah. I just have so much garbage around that I need to clean up. You need Not one literal of those... garbage, but like stuff I own. You need one of those little platforms with a um uh railing that goes around your waist and then you put on like slippy socks so like you yeah. feel like you're moving but you're not actually moving anywhere. Yeah. That's what you need. <laughs> I don't think that's how VR works, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, that's how they use it in, uh, like, convention centers. They do that. Yes, that's true. But they also have different types of VR sets. Because I think yeah. your VR set actually does use you moving in your space to move the character in the game. Yeah. So if you don't move, it's not going to move you. Yeah. Although, I think the idea behind, like, those treadmills is they get mapped to, like, the control stick movement. Right. So that yeah. you walk and that's... But it's like, that's not going to be as good as if you just had a big warehouse to play in. Yeah. It's true. And if you've ever played a game like Boneworks, where you move with the stick and you can just stand still while your character moves, you know that that experience makes you want to vomit so much all the time. <laughs> it's the right, worst thing. <laughs> I just think it's funny that 
Uh, you, you think about, like, going to a real escape room, and then you think, okay, well, doing a VR escape room, that's less, uh, physical, mental work, so that would be a good solution. But they didn't consider that we don't, we would all become so depressed in quarantine that even that is too much physical work now <laughs> to do a VR <laughs> escape room. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, it's so fun, though. Oh, man. <laughs> I think Dark, the room, or whatever, I wish I could remember. I swear to God, I right. have a, um, phone game called The Room that's like a puzzle box it's in game. that series, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, how many can there be? Oh, they're all the it's same the, thing. Okay. It's the VR version of that. I think yeah, there's like the five room. on the phone and then the VR one. The Room VR A Dark Matter is the full title oh. of this, the VR game. Uh, it's so good, it rules so hard, and I Here's, wish that they would make another one. The thing about the phone games is, I thought they were excellent puzzles. The theming, which is kind of clockwork, uh, steampunk a little bit, excellent. Mm-hmm. But then the plot involved people going insane and Cthulhu monsters, like, outside of your field of vision and, like, whispery sounds all the time as people descend into madness, and I don't like that one bit. Does they have that in this game, too? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> And I love it. I love that. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about it. Ugh. <clears throat> and that is true of Call of the Sea as well, which is what I'm actually recommending. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very good parts where, like, you are exploring areas where people did Cthulhu experiments, and you start to hear whispering, and it makes you feel like you're going insane. It's it's really good. Not like that. <clears throat> I am fine with that in a game where it's very clear that, like, I'm not playing as a character who has HP and can die, where in the room, it is very clear that, like, you're you're not a guy, you're just messing around with a box, they can make spooky noises, who cares? Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's, that's the same with Call of the Sea, like, for all that the puzzles are scary and fun and spooky, like... There is no way you can die. You you try to run into that pit full of black Cthulhu ooze, and it won't let you. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fair, but when I'm, like, looking at a puzzle box, I'm like, all right, this knight has a flag. How am I going to get a flag for this other knight? This is important to me right now. Like, to hear those whispers all the time in the background, and, like, the colors start to turn green and wibbly. Like, I don't want that. I just want to do this little puzzle. Well... <laughs> Alright, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want there to be a story, you just want puzzles? No, Basically. I... Uh, yeah, you that's just, the same how I feel. <laughs> you just want a uh, Professor Layton game again? Well, the thing is, this puzzle box was made by, like, your mentor or whatever, and you're like, he disappeared, I have to find out why. Like, no! Well, can't it just be your mentor made a cool puzzle box and is like, here, I hope you enjoy, and then you just do it? <laughs> and then you at the end you play like, a Professor Layton game, you're just saying Professor Layton. <laughs> If you've ever, I'm not going to spoil them, but if you've ever played any Professor Layton game, every single one descends into absolute madness. <laughs> there is a complete fake London built underneath actual London in one of them, which is not nice. too much of a spoiler. <laughs> like, that's too far. That's too much. <laughs> I There's too much whimsy in these video games. <laughs> I, just I don't want. To- I don't want my fighters to be able to shoot fireballs. I just want normal <laughs> bandanaed men punching each other. I don't want to unlock the puzzle box and find the letter inside from my mentor. Is like, guess what? I I'm married to Cthulhu now. Bye. See you never. <laughs> I-, I love this. <laughs> I want this game. I want the letter to say congratulations, and then my mentor comes in through the door and is like, "Hey, you did a great job. Here's a glass of champagne. Let's celebrate." No, if I saw a human being in the room, I would throw my phone out the window. (laughs) Yes, that is true. I came so close, like, in the VR one, Uh, there are 
things you can touch, and then you see, like, the replaying of someone's last moments before they die, which is mm. very fun and cool. Um, and that's the closest you get to interacting with a person. But at the very end of the game, there's, like, a big ritual you have to do to travel into Cthulhu space or whatever. Uh, and I was so afraid a person was going to walk out of that portal. <laughs> I literally was sitting there, Jen was sitting next to me, like, you know, reading a book or whatever, and they're like, please, please, please don't come out of there, please, oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> of course, See, nothing came. you said it wasn't nothing too came. scary, but it sounds pretty scary. I don't think I said it wasn't too scary. <laughs> <laughs> you said that uh, as long as you don't, um, you agreed with Jeff about not if you don't have HP you're gonna yeah. lose, then it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's too scary, but it's fine, because I can remind myself, like, this isn't a game where I, the character, can die, so whatever. Yeah. I guess. It's like, uh, the only way I was able to play Gone Home was because I knew that it wasn't actually a game that was scary, uh, even <laughs> You knew you weren't a teenage girl. <laughs> Well, it's presented like a horror game. Like, you go into the house and it's empty and there's all kinds of, like, secret passages and you're like, oh no, what's gonna happen? Is a ghost gonna come out? There's no ghost. It's ju you just go around reading letters and listening to tapes. Oh, that would be yeah. too scary, though. Like a Somebody... Hitchcock movie, not showing you the things, just raising the tension the whole time? It's a lot. Somebody created a mod of that game where a ghost does appear <laughs> one out of every 100 times you play through it, and I love that. Oh, that's fun. That's a I, uh, great idea. The The thing is, Louisa, it's not even like a Hitchcock game, because all of the things that seem like there's a ghost or a serial killer are Mr. X. There's not. Well, yeah. I mean, that happens a lot in Hitchcock, too, but the fact that there's the tension of, oh, maybe it is, is scary. I see. Yeah. Schumann head of lettuce. What? No. You lost me. You remember from The Simpsons, the episode where oh, right. it's just rear window, where they think that Flanders has murdered someone, and they find a thing called human head in his fridge, but it's just Schumann head of lettuce? <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway. Good Sorry, stuff. I guess I thought I was on a podcast with real Simpsons. God right? damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I didn't fake, have enough context I'm a fake clues. Simpsons fan. Yeah, Jeff is a fake Simpsons fan. That's true. Yeah. All right, Louisa, what did you do this week? Uh, I started watching Taskmaster, which has mm. been recommended to me by both mm. of you. Yep. Uh, Matt, I think you're all the way through, and Jeff, you're not. I don't remember how far people. I've are. watched every season twice now. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I'm in series six. Okay. I also listen to every episode of the podcast. <laughs> you have a, a problem, and it's too much focus. Here's the thing. We've talked before on this show about how if each of us were a Batman villain, which one would we be? And I'm the Riddler a thousand percent, and the yeah. Taskmaster is just if the Riddler had his own TV show. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And I'm the um, Joker because I can't focus on doing any tasks. Yep. <laughs> like a dog chasing cars. Yep. Yeah. And Louisa, of course, is the condiment king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she loves mustard and mayo. Mm, I do. It's true. Uh, yeah, that actually makes sense, Jeff. If you were like, all right, I set these things up. One of these is going to blow up and the other one isn't. Which is it going to be? Nah, no one. You know what? Fuck it. They're both going to blow up. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of this now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm bored of this little game, Batman, and then I just stab him. Yep. <laughs> uh, pretty good. Um, so, uh, for the listener, it's all available for free on YouTube. It was kind of hard to find, because you can go to the Taskmaster channel, um, and it only shows you back to, like, season four. And I was yeah, like, you have to I was like but everyone's told me that I could watch it all on here, so then I searched 
specifically for season one, and then it came up. I think YouTube's just trying to fuck you over if, their algorithms. If you go to the Taskmaster channel and click on playlists, they have a playlist for each season. That's the mm. way you can watch them. Okay, I was doing it through my television interface, which is, like, not great, so it was hard to find that stuff. But uh, yeah, on the TV, you have to go to, like, visit channel, and then you scroll down, and then there's one called curated playlists, and then you scroll yeah. over till you get to whatever, so. But I want the listener to know if they want to start, that if if I hadn't known that you could watch it all, because I've been told that, I would have thought, oh, they only have back to season four. That kind of stinks. Yeah. And you, you cannot it. you cannot watch it all. Okay. Uh, they, they only have half of season eight and none of season nine on YouTube right now. Just so you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so don't get freaked out. I think they're releasing those now, and they probably will be out soon, but right now you can't, so don't go crazy looking. Yeah, yeah. 8 has been coming out, like, an episode a week or something, I think. Yep. I'm still in season 1, because uh, <laughs> I expected it to be, like, a half-hour show, like, 22 minutes maybe with commercials, but no, it is a 45-minute long show, <laughs> so yeah. it's taking It really flies by, though. It's so fun. <laughs> it is fun! Um, I was saying to friends last night that I am kind of tired of the people in this first series. And I'm really? kind of excited to get to the next one to see some new people. Yeah. I will say the first season especially is odd because all of the people on it don't really know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so different from other panel shows that I think as you're watching it, you're like, oh, like, the people who are, like, every episode starts with the prize task and you can see how some people just didn't get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I brought in my car. Like, mm, it's not really <laughs> what we're doing here. I kind of like that, the high stakes, though. Like, when it's, yeah. like, something very important to you and one contestant brings in their car and another one brings in a dictionary and everyone's like, well, boo, that's not important to you. And they're like, haha, oh, well. And, like, it just moves on. Like, yeah. that sucks, though. <laughs> you did a bad job and I don't like watching this. But <clears throat> I do like the fact that Greg has the same feeling as me that that sucks. <laughs> I like that the host is always just like, yeah, you brought some garbage, I get it, fuck you, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, but it is a good show, and I am enjoying it. Um, it's a bit hard to watch passively, because I'll sometimes zone out a little bit and then realize I've missed the task and I have to rewind because I have no yeah. idea what they're doing. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> but See, I like, to watch it, I like to watch it pausing it after they read the task each time to come up with what I would do to solve the problem <laughs> and then play and see if the, anyone does my thing. That's why you're the Riddler. <laughs> it is, yes, I am the Riddler. <laughs> Just one day to live with your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Or at least, like, your dopamine levels. Whatever makes you able to do that. <laughs> Would that be good? I mean, yeah. it doesn't help me. <laughs> yeah, the point is, none of us have any... Uh, all the good qualities we admire in each other, they don't actually help that other person yeah, do any exactly. better in life, really. I feel, like, I feel like there is, like, an uplifting message in that somewhere. I don't know what it is, but, mm. like, the thing you think you need to be a good person is it doesn't help other people. Yeah. I don't know. No, that is uplifting, yes. You you can just be a good person with what you got? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's nice to watch a show that has enough absurd moments that it can really make you laugh. Like, really, yeah. just really, really laugh and not just be amused. That's yes. very nice. <laughs> yeah, there's... The, the thing of it is, 
it is definitely not lowbrow humor in, like, you know, it's it's not like a Nickelodeon show where there's a lot of fart jokes or whatever, but it does have enough of just like a person falling down in a funny way <laughs> that you that you get that uh, you get that enjoyment out of it in addition to the headier uh, comedy that's going on. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, types of. Uh, making something funny is someone saying, all right, I know exactly what I'm going to do to do this exactly right. And then instantly they're like, oh no! <laughs> yes. That's always so, so funny to me. When someone throws something up in the air confidently, they're like, all right, I have to do it just like this and this is going to be fine. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, the, the best moments on Taskmaster are created, I think, by the editor when one person is like, ah, now, if I was really stupid, I would do it this way, and then yeah. immediately cut to someone else doing it that way. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I like the twists where they're like, "All right, here's this person," and they immediately succeed, and then they're like, uh, "All right, let's watch that again," and they show them either cheating or failing or trying <laughs> over and over and not getting it the first time. <laughs> yeah, there's a moment in season two, Jeff. I think you know which one I'm talking about. That it like. I literally stood up out of my chair and yelled. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but if you need some entertainment, please continue uh, to look for that, because I am enjoying it. Yeah, it's... What is great about it is the fact that every episode has four different tasks on it, and so you can watch one task and then be like, "Mm, actually, I gotta go do something, and then stop it, and then come back and just watch the next task. You don't have to watch a whole episode all in one sitting. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I'll usually watch one before work, though. All all in one. Yeah. Sit there eating my cereal, drinking my coffee. It does give you energy, because as you're watching it, you're like, "Mm, okay, if I did this, I would do that, and da-da-da, and then you, Mm -hmm. like, after the episode's over, you're like, I want to go do stuff. I want to go solve my problems. Yep. Is it time? I think we're ready. So, I posted in the chat a link to the WikiHow page for the word middle. So, Uh here is a list of questions related to the word middle. Are any of them about All-American Rejects? Were they the ones who did the middle? Nope. Jimmy Eat World. Shit! (laughs) Same They're the same band. (laughs) Jeff, can you put that song at the end of the episode, though? Thank you, Jeff. Which one? (laughs) <laughs> um, I will never not make that joke. Uh, I really like how to dress emo in middle school. <laughs> dress like Jimmy Eat World slash All American Rejects. Uh, bar- were they borrow... emo? No, they're not emo. A little no. bit. Uh, no. They were definitely in that same like field. I don't know, man. I feel like they were very strongly in the like uh, late '90s, early 2000s alternative punk world. I thought that they were like punk- ten years after that. They, they were they were early 2000s for sure. Oh, damn it. Uh, yeah. I bought that Rejects album in 2001. Go on. Yeah. Uh, All American Rejects just lasted a while. Uh, okay. But no, those two those two bands were definitely like playing the Warped Tour and co-headlining with bands like Thursday and whatever. Is that emo? I don't I don't think that makes you emo. Like being in a in a a, a tour with an emo band doesn't convey emo to you. I don't know. I just like I know that there are subtle distinctions between pop punk and emo in terms of mood, but I think that the fan base is uh, Mm, largely the same. Yes, that's fair. It's fine, because there's weird distinctions between the meaningless distinctions between the genres anyway. Yeah. It's like Depeche Mode and The Cure are different genres, but like 
every well, the people listening to it are the same group of uh, black hair dye weirdos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how to dress emo in middle school? I think you wear a black dress shirt and a black tie, and then no one can really complain because you're not out of dress code, but you are being weird. Mm, that's uh, true. Borrow <laughs> your sister's jeans and uh, <laughs> get a band t-shirt in a size too small. Mm. Are there rules about eyeliner in your middle school? Because if not, you're golden. Just put on as much eyeliner as you can. Yeah. <laughs> Cover your yeah. whole face. And then if somebody's like, hey, that's too much eyeliner, just say you're trying out for the football team. And you don't know how that eye black stuff works. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, speaking of, how to stop the run from the middle linebacker position. Ah. Uh, if Matt, guy... you know all about this. You're a jock. Yeah, it's true. And today is Super Bowl Sunday. Yay! Yeah, I knew that. So we should <laughs> all know. In fact, we all know so much that we don't even need to answer this question. Okay? <laughs> well, yeah, of course. But Matt, our surely, audience might not know. Surely if someone is running towards you on a football field and you're a football player and they have the ball, you want to stop them from having the ball, right? That's all you have to do. Yeah, just yeah. take the ball out of their hands, idiot. Yeah, do that. I feel like hitting somebody with your body as hard as you can is a good, like, solve all problems in football, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it is a bad uh, health and career move, but yes, it will solve your problems right in front of you in football. Yeah, well... I think it's a fine career move. I mean, career in the sense that you will destroy your body, maybe not, but, like, you'll be good football player. Yeah, you'll right? get a couple million dollars, uh, and then be 35 and definitely insane enough that you want to murder your family. Yeah, but see, I'm already 35 and insane enough to murder my family, <laughs> and I didn't even get a million dollars out of it. Cthulhu uh, yep. hasn't even started talking to you yet. <laughs> you were you were in that slapstick comedy troupe where you got hit over the head with wrenches a lot, though. That's true. We called it Wrenchian Concussion. <laughs> no, okay, I thought I'd have a right. funny thing to say there, but I didn't. Uh, <sighs> I Oh, I was gonna go with, uh, there's a lot of, like, Middle Eastern things, how to cook Middle Eastern couscous, speak Middle Eastern languages, make an authentic Middle Eastern dinner. Mm, I think- Saffron. Yeah. That's, a, that's the key to good Middle Eastern couscous, I'll tell you that. And probably general Middle Eastern dinner. Agreed. Uh, the one about speak Middle Eastern languages, I think you probably need to figure out which fucking language you want to learn, and not just yeah. try to cast such a wide net. <laughs> that's step one. Yeah. It's pretty wild, the idea that you'd be like, mm, I need to learn to speak, you know, Arabic. I'm going to go on WikiHow. <laughs> I'm sure there will be an article that will tell me how to speak a Middle Eastern language, and that will be all I need to learn to speak an entire language. And it will not be specific enough to say which <laughs> Middle Eastern yeah. language. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I better not be too specific, because otherwise I won't find the article article I need. Mm. Yeah. You're, well, you just, you're undecided between Arabic, Urdu, uh, Hindi, and Hebrew. Yeah. Well, you know the true answer is they don't know what any of those actual languages are called. So I but wonder they why they have the question. they speak the language yeah. for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they want to get a job in the CIA. Oh, it's um, probably because they want to make a racist sign about how much they hate people from the Middle East, right? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Oh, Ugh. this is interesting. How do you use a cell phone in the Middle East? Uh, probably you unlock it and then hit the buttons that bring up Facebook and then... Yeah, if you're in, like, Dubai, they've probably got cell phone towers that would make your shitty cell phone explode, right? <laughs> yeah, you just need, yeah. A, you need a new SIM card. That's what the thing is. <laughs> you, you need yeah. to swap out your SIM card, which bring... every country in the world except the America lets you do. 
Yeah, you need to bring a bag of SIM cards wherever you go. I Try mean, out new ones. In a lot of places in the world, except for America, because America sucks ass, you can buy a new SIM card for $5 at a vending machine at the airport. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, um, I have gotten dual SIM phones the last couple phones I've gotten, mm-hmm. uh, but I have yet to need that, and I'm always like, oh, but what if I, when I go overseas, that's gonna, I'm gonna be all set. Which you you never will do ever again. Yep, that's true. We're not allowed in any other countries. Yep. Um, This one stuck out to me as someone who likes to bake. It is, how do you ice the middle layer of a wedding cake? Mm. And I don't quite understand what they mean, because surely you start with cake at the bottom, and then you ice each layer as you go up, so it's not a problem that it's the middle layer, because there's no top layer while you're doing it. Having watched many seasons of Nailed It, I genuinely think this person stacked the cakes on top of each other, and then put frosting on the outside, and then was like, how do I get the frosting into the middle in-between layers, though? <laughs> People are just the worst. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and every baking show will let you know that if you're stacking up a tall cake, you need wooden dowels. Do not think you're just going to stack the cake and it's going to be fine, you idiots. Yep. Don't listen Man. to Louisa. It's going to be fine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Make one of those one of those cakes where each, the top of each layer is cut at an angle, and then mm. the, the next one is at the opposite <laughs> angle, so that they all come out together, but it looks all topsy-turvy. That's fun. Yeah, they buttress each other, like each uh, opposing force, like a, uh, yeah. a Roman arch. Everything holds yeah. up the other thing. Yeah. Make a keystone cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be great. You take that piece out, and it all just collapses. Wonderful. Yep. Um... <sighs> How to know if a middle school boy wants to kiss you but is too shy to oh, ask? Fuck. This is so depressing. There's, there's a lot of middle school in here, and I like yes. it. How to throw a house party Holy in middle fucking- school. God damn it, Jeff. I just asked the best question on this list, and <laughs> yeah. you didn't even, like, pause to think about it. Yeah, I find this question to be very depressing. Because <laughs> middle school, like, I know it's important when you're in middle school, but as soon as you're, like, two years older, you're like, those fucking kids. Fucking be a kid, you shitty kid. Stop trying to be older. Well, middle school is an okay time to want to kiss, I think. I guess, but now I'm like, you fuckers. (laughs) Just... (laughs) Jesus. Just... really angry at middle school kids. (laughs) Yes, because uh, tied into the one Jeff mentioned, how to throw a house party. Fucking don't. Don't worry about it. You're still a kid. You have so much time to worry about this shit. You're 12. You're not allowed to have parties or kiss. (laughs) I do remember... Parties that I went to in middle school and early high school that were the shittiest parties to the point where it's laughable because you don't want it to be, you're, you're trying so hard not to be a kid. So you don't want it to be like, uh, games and pinatas and a clown or whatever, mm-hmm. but you also can't drink. So it can't be fun. <laughs> So instead, it's just everyone, like, standing around, refusing to dance to music. (laughs) Ugh, so bad. Drawing on each other with the Sharpies. Ugh, yeah. Kids are the worst. That's gross. But Uh, that being said... Yeah, how do you know? Uh, he does. Yeah, just ask him. No, no, he does. No. (laughs) I'm just telling you, you know now. He does want to kiss you, but he's too shy to ask. Uh, what if he doesn't, though, and then he writes a, uh, article about it when he's, like, 25 about how it was really awkward this one time in middle school where a girl kissed him and he didn't want to kiss her? 
you know. This is a really specific question, Louisa, to the point where I'm wondering if this happened to you. <laughs> no, I've just seen stuff where people are like, here's my experience in middle school. Like, I didn't say anything, and this other person assumed all this stuff, and it was really awful for me. I will say, the first time I asked someone to a middle school dance, their the first words out of their mouth were, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we've all been there. That's middle school for you. Yep. I had a boy give me a valentine and I never spoke to him again. Wow. Yeah. That's savage. I That's wasn't so interested on in brand. him. And I didn't know he was interested in me. And I was like, well, this sucks. I don't like this one bit. I will simply never speak to you again. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is why kids should just focus on being kids and absorbing nutrients or whatever the fuck kids do. And then when they're older, they can do things. No, they go to Chuck E. Cheese where a kid can be a kid. <laughs> oh, man, there's so much necking going on at Chuck E. Cheese, you just know it. <laughs> I think, I think though, middle school is, like, the thing that makes middle school important is that you do all of that dumb shit that makes you f- embarrassed as an adult so that you don't end up being, like, so confident that you support QAnon or whatever. <laughs> Right? Yeah, probably, yes. No, okay, I yeah. think everyone who is into QAnon definitely kissed in middle school. That's what I'm saying. All the people who didn't do embarrassing shit and, like, don't have things that haunt them for the rest of their lives to be like, okay, I have to remember to never put myself out there again because I don't want this thing to happen. <laughs> All those people are the people who get into QAnon and, like, paint their faces and storm the Capitol or whatever. Yeah. They yes. don't have that haunting trauma from their middle school days to hold them back. Oh, <clears throat> if only. Um, how do you pick a middle name? Neither oh, of us have middle names, so over to you, Jeff. I was yeah. just going to ask, because I didn't <laughs> think that you did, because British people don't have middle names. No, yep. that's not you. <laughs> but go no, on. Everyone knows. Uh, <laughs> every, every British person on television has seven names. <laughs> yeah, but they're all first and last names. There's no middle names in there. <laughs> You have to have an even number yeah, exactly. of names, so there's no middle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, my middle name is just my mom's dad's name. Uh, Thomas. Do we know this? I don't feel like I know it. No, that's my little brother's middle name. Why? <laughs> that's a weird guess. Is it Patrick? <laughs> nope. Uh, I feel like I do know this. Hold on. Um, D- Dean. Nope. He's Alan. looking it up in his uh, mind I'm, palace. I'm thinking of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> Is it Morgan? <laughs> uh, no, and it's not Alan. That is my dad's middle name. It's the reason I'm not a junior. Mm. Is it uh, Jeff? Again, Jeffrey twice. Yeah. That would be a bold No, name. it's Jeffrey Jeff Kowalski. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why you go by your middle name. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yep. All right, tell us then, Jeff. Yeah. It's Joseph. Uh, okay. Oh, of course. Him, you're you're Jay. You're extra Jay. You. Yeah, I, I could go by JJ if I wanted. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I genuinely think my JJ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually think you should do that, Jeff, immediately. Uh, When I was considering, like, author pseudonyms, JJ was definitely up there. That's pretty good. Um, I think the reason Louisa and I don't have middle names is because our mother's middle name is the worst middle name that anyone has ever had in the history of middle names. Would she get mad at you if you told us? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, fine. yeah, I don't think she. I don't think she's like upset about it, but it's definitely so terrible that she wouldn't want to do that to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, her middle name is Petronella. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's not. <laughs> no, I like it. Uh, I mean, it's it's like 
It's the kind of name, it's like when I watched that episode of Jeopardy a few weeks ago and the contestant's name was Dorcas. <laughs> yeah, you keep saying that, and yeah, that is a common name, and I think you should shut up. I know, probably. but like, it's not- <laughs> You should probably shut the, up, that's what I think. It's the kind of name, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it, but it's the kind of name that you have, you have to, you can't just ignore it. You have to make your life about your name to some extent. That's all I'm saying. I guess if you're in an English-speaking country, but otherwise not. Yeah, that's true. And that's the thing. It's uh, not a uh, English name. Uh, whereas Petronella is a saint's name, and that's part of the Catholic thing of, like, let's... Saddle children with terrible names because it's important to pay tribute to the Catholic Church. You know yeah, how it that's, goes. That's why every middle name is Mary. Every other middle name is Mary in the whole world. I think the the difference is Petronella is obviously a name where it's not just like a name in a different language that sounds like an English word that is embarrassing. Right. That's true, but Petronella does sound like a cartoon witch. <laughs> a little bit or like a yeah. scent of candle yes <laughs> keeps mosquitoes away mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh. anyway you shouldn't have a middle name that's how you pick a middle name don't yeah Ooh. Okay. How to be a successful middle-aged mom. Oh, fuck. That was very depressing. How do you define success? Women really can have it all. Yeah, how do you define success? I think think the only way you can approach this question is to start by setting your parameters for success. And if your parameters for success are to have a child, then you've already done it. Yeah. Have you reached middle age? You've done it. You're doing it. You're successful. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, let's see. If your How to? CPA I want a new one. And- oh. Oh, this, is, uh, this is more about success? Uh, yeah, no, you could, you're a successful middle-aged mom if your husband's a CPA and uh, you take one Prozac a day and your name's Debbie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you miss all of the things from your childhood, like Bruce Springsteen and Madonna mm-hmm. and U2 and Blondie. Is yeah. this a reference to the 1985? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Jack, could you put that at the end of the episode, the, please? The fact, the fact that you didn't structure it in the way that the lyrics of the song structured <laughs> it really fucking confused me. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was it's meant good. to throw you off a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I wanted to read the one right below that. How to stretch the upper middle back. And that is tricky because yeah. you can always do things to like stretch your lower back or your shoulders. Trying to get in the middle where you can't reach your arms, that's really difficult. Yeah. Um, I, when I did that 30 days of yoga a while ago, which I did do all 30 days, believe it or not, mm. uh, I discovered that the pose known as the cobra is mm. like perfect for this. So now yeah. if I ever have to stretch that, do a cobra. You guys know which one that is? No, but no, now I'm I know. I'm finding a, a picture of it now, though. You like lay your whole body on the ground and then you put your your hands next to your shoulders and sort of lift your body up. Like you're like, gonna do the worm in breakdancing, but you don't do the worm. Right. Okay. You like keep your pelvis on the ground, but then lift your, your shoulders up as high as you can. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and it's really good. It works really well. So do I that. Used to, I used to be able to do the worm. I think if I tried now, my entire body would shatter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever seen anyone over the age of 25 do the worm? <laughs> I feel like that there are people who are, like, professional hard bodies who can do breakdancing up until age 50 or whatever. I don't think that's true, because even if your body is extremely well-toned, I don't 
think you have, like, even people who are good at doing the worm, I've heard say that it is extremely harmful to their bodies. <laughs> and I think that if, once you reach a certain age, your, like, your ability to bounce back from that kind of injury goes down significantly. <laughs> mm. uh, a video it's just came out. Pummeling your body using gravity, right? Exactly. Yep. Uh, a video just came out recently of Tony Hawk landing a 720. Damn. Uh, probably his last one because he's 52 years old. It I really him- wanted this to be Tony Hawk doing the worm. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It took him so many tries and it made me a little sad to watch, but when he finally did it, he was so happy. <laughs> you say so many tries, I'm assuming you mean the 40-something years that he's been skateboarding because <laughs> that seems mm-hmm. to be about the average length of time it takes someone to learn a trick. <laughs> no, it was just like, <laughs> this is a trick that he landed commonly when he was a young man, but... Oh, did he? Yeah, uh, it is one that he had to try multiple times to, to land now in middle age. Eh. How to teach a middle school computer lab. Oh, um, no. I think you just need to make sure that Net Nanny is on all those computers and then just let them go wild. Unplug yeah. right? them from the internet and pl- install Reader Rabbit on them. <laughs> yeah, what's that one where you had to program a turtle to do shit? Whoa, what? I don't remember that one. Uh, computer Lab when I was a kid was all, you know, those black monitors with two colors. Yeah. Uh, and it was like a blocky turtle that you had programmed with BASIC to make him go around and do stuff. Hmm, I That's don't remember awesome. that one. I remember Number Cruncher and uh, uh, Oregon Trail, of course. There was one where yeah. you, it was supposed to be science, of course it wasn't anything that it was science, but you had to like, you had single-celled organisms in a petri dish, and you'd have to like, give them more or less light, depending on what they liked, and like, observe to oh. see if they liked it or not, or like, more nutrients or less, or water, or whatever. It's very boring. Remember Odell Lake, where you'd catch fish? Yeah. And that was supposed had- to be educational for some reason? <laughs> I only had the sequel. I played Odell Down Under, where you play as a fish and you eat other fishes. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, that was fun. I um, I I think that we can crowdsource something here. Okay. So our friend Chris played an educational game as a child, <laughs> and uh-huh. he insists that it contained that you played as uh an orange foot with green hair, or... I think it was a green foot with orange hair. It definitely is, because he's complained about you saying that before. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, So if anybody in our audience of 150 people uh, can tell us what that game is, we've looked everywhere and can't find it. Um... We found everyone else's, like, lost childhood media, except this one game. Yep. Uh, how to be relaxed in middle school if you are busy. No one's busy in middle school, right? (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely not. I was playing Game Boy during class. Yeah. Wear sunglasses. Easy. This is for those kids who, like, are in Key Club and Glee Club and Free Club. I was trying to think of another rhyming one. Yeah, they like getting all the clubs mixed up because all the names rhyme. (laughs) Yeah, no, but the ones who are, like, already working on their college resume in middle school. And to those people, I say, uh, stop listening to your parents and start doing drugs. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Which transitions nicely into how to dress cool for middle school. Mm, smoke a lot of weed and then problem solved. (laughs) Always be wearing sunglasses. I can't stress this enough. Yeah. Uh, Cargo shorts. Good god. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess kids think that's cool, don't they? Cargo shorts and a basketball jersey. (laughs) 
if if you have a Game Boy in those cargo shorts, then yeah, it is cool, Louisa. Sorry, <laughs> you're the wrong, who, the one who's Wait. wrong. Cargo shorts and a hockey jersey, just dressed like Kevin Smith. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the coolest the guy coolest in the world of all of us. <laughs> Actually, Kevin Smith probably is what a cool middle schooler would look like. <laughs> He's absolutely what a middle schooler thinks a cool adult would be. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. Uh, I keep uh, staring. How do I? Oh, go ahead. I keep staring at this one. How to quit a teaching job in the middle of mm. the year? And I come across this sometimes with professional advice columns and stuff, where people are like, "Well, I need to quit, but oh, I don't know how to set them up the best way for success." Listen, asshole, you're quitting the job. Don't give a fuck about those people anymore. Burn that bridge. What are you talking and about? Here's how you quit a teaching job in the middle of the year. You say, "Hey, motherfuckers, I quit," and then you just walk out. <laughs> Here's the other thing. Well, don't do that. No, you can do that. That's fine. Here's the other thing, though. Like, everyone, all these professional things that are like, oh, I want to quit my job, but how do I do, you know, set them up for success, like Louisa said. Yeah. The thing of it is, if you leave your job and their lives get significantly harder, that makes you look much better. Yeah. So fucking do it. Like, don't bother. Like, let them tell you what they want from you and do it so that they think well of you. And then when you leave, man, anyone who calls them for a reference is going to be like, they're going to be like, oh, fuck, yes. After they left, we, our whole business shut down. Yeah. Like, that's what you want. That's the dream. (laughs) Yeah. There are so many where people will say like, oh, you know, I, I got a new opportunity. So I'm leaving. So I gave them two months notice and I told them I was leaving and they didn't ask for my help. And then two days before I was leaving, they were like, oh no, we really need you to train somebody. And I don't know what to do. And should I come into my day off? Blah, blah, blah. No, you have email proof or whatever that you quit two months ago. Fuck them. So to quit a teaching job, you say, you say very formally, I'm going to have to be leaving the job on this date. And then you don't do anything else and let them just drop the ball and fail. Yep. You want them to fail. Here's the thing. So many of the people who like want to quote unquote, do the right thing in business are are not never going to succeed because business is all about doing the wrong thing yeah to people to people <laughs> that aren't you <laughs> yeah if you're not punching you're getting punched so start punching i mean yeah kind of that's capitalism <laughs> That's true. And it's a bit different for teaching, but I think, honestly, you just tell them you're quitting, you let them decide if they're going to ask anything of you, and then you just fucking don't do anything extra. Fuck it. Yep, it's true. Uh, You also do have the opportunity, at least in my school district, to go back on that. Uh, We've had uh, teachers who are like, I'm going to leave at the end of the year, and then they were like, "Uh, never mind. (laughs) That sucks. That really cheapens your I really thought by the end of this year I would have finished my flying machine. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> okay. Every year, How at the do- beginning of the year, you announce you're going to quit at the end of the year. <laughs> but near yeah. the end of the year, you're like, well, not this time. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. <laughs> Dread Pirate Roberts, go on. How to react when you lose confidence in the middle of a test. <laughs> I love this <laughs> question. Maybe the best question on the list, actually. I know I said the thing about a boy wanting to kiss you, but something about you sitting there uh, do, taking a test and you get to question five and then you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> it's all gone wrong. Well, it, also, it's not how to fix it. It's how to react. Yeah. <laughs> So keep your cool. If, yeah. you let the, if you let the proctor know that you've lost confidence, they'll kill you. I feel the opposite. What you should do is immediately stand up and knock your chair over and go, Oh, God! 
What have try I to, done? Try to psych out the other people so it lowers the curve. Is that the idea? Yeah. If everyone gets a bad score, then you'll yeah, seem better? Yeah, there you go. I bet if you started openly weeping and hyperventilating, they would <laughs> stop the test. <laughs> Uh, I like this a lot. I also like the idea that maybe you don't want them to know that you've lost confidence. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. going to have to keep going with the test, but no one must know. This Ooh. is why it's key to always be wearing your sunglasses, like I said. I like the idea that you act you you act more confident the less confident you are. So you're taking the test, you get to the point where you aren't confident, you look up at the proctor, wait until they make eye contact with you, and then you lower your sunglasses and wink. Yep. <laughs> Like, mm, yeah, I, I get the joke you're playing, Mr. Proctor. <laughs> and they're like, hmm, I think this middle school boy wants to kiss me, but is too shy to ask, so I am going to call the police. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this is a great point, Louisa, I'm so glad you made it. If that question isn't from another middle schooler, oh god, yeah. Yeah. get out. Everything's bad. <laughs> you need to leave the internet, you're not allowed anymore. No, that's what the internet is for. Oh, Criminal perverts. Oh, no, then I need to stop. I need to get off. Yeah, we all shouldn't be here. Yeah. All right, um, so let's wrap up with... Uh, wait, do you have one, Jeff, you want to do? Uh, how to email Emily Middleton. Yeah, I that was going to be my, my, the last <laughs> one for me. I think I don't think I can do any more after this. Yeah. Um, is that is a, this famous a famous person? person? Yeah, I also... I assume wondering. it's someone related to Kate Middleton. Is that possible? Does not seem to be a famous person. Holy <laughs> shit. Man. <laughs> uh, there are, like, many they, people named this. Is it possible they meant Kate Middleton and they just didn't know her name? <laughs> <laughs> because if so, then start by learning the name of uh, the Duchess of Cambridge, I guess. Yeah. Um, that is very weird. Could this be a situation? Could this be a Riker Googling situation where somebody thought that they were looking up a way to email somebody, but instead they put it into WikiHow? Yeah. How to email Emily Middleton. This is wild. I genuinely thought this must be some kind of British celebrity. I don't know. Well, all right. But we do need to teach them how. So first, get Emily Middleton's email address. Uh, That is maybe the most crucial step in this whole plan. Boy, I can't overstate how important (laughs) this is. (laughs) What you shouldn't do is type emilymiddleton at gmail.com and hope for the best. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, that you will email an Emily Middleton That's doing true. that. If you can find out where your Emily Middleton works, you could maybe just do Emily Middleton at whatever business. That yeah. might also be a good way. Yeah. At whitehouse.gov. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. we go. And then you should make your subject line something that'll really draw her in, like how to dress emo in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> picture examples of how you're gonna do that. You can't put picture examples in the subject line, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. No, they're in the body of the email. We haven't gotten to the body of the email yet. Oh my god. Can you use emojis? You can do it with emojis. Ooh, can you do it with only emojis? This is important. Uh, wink, sad face, guitar, vampire. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's pretty good. That that means, do you want to go to the Hollywood Vampires concert with me? (laughs) Is that a band? Is that the- Wait, what's the one that- Vampire what's Weekend? Johnny, what's the Johnny Depp band? I don't know. Hollywood um, Vampires. Is it really? Band. I got it right! Pires to Joe Mars. Perry and Alice Cooper were in a band with Johnny Depp? Fuck yes. <laughs> I can't believe I fucking got it right. I'm so fucking proud of what, myself. What Holy the shit. hell is this? <laughs> Christopher Lee was on one of their albums. <laughs> He 
is the most Hollywood vampire, to be fair. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I got that right. I can't. I'm elated by this. <laughs> well, we got to end there, right? Yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on iTunes or on whatever podcatcher you use. Uh, and please remember to recommend us to your friends. That's the best way we can grow. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord to talk to us directly by uh, messaging one of us on Mastodon. I'm there at Mastodon, at Matt Heron, at Mastodon.online. I am also on Mastodon, Mastodon.social, slash at JeffJK, JeffJK on Snapchat and Instagram. And you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa, at Mastodon.xyz. All right, guys. Well, thanks very much for uh, listening to the show. Please come back next week. In the meantime, we are your net nannies. Mm, don't read the comments. Do your job! <laughs>